Hello and welcome fellow film buffs. I'm Hunter Van Leerup and I'm joined by my co-host and someone who didn't get any sleep last night, Zachary Droll. <laughs> yeah, been up for pretty much almost 24 hours. <laughs> How much do you hate yourself? A lot. I love having so many web shows, man. <laughs> Dude, I got a bunch of podcasts too, I get it. The uh, grind is real. So, I, 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 I want to talk about a TikTok I sent you. Oh jeez, which one? The Taco uh, the one, Bell ones? What? The Taco Bell ones? No, 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 no. It was the, uh... What you know about rolling around in your pee when you eat Taco Bell, you shit when you sneeze, and I can't lay down because it hurts my butt cheeks. Oh! <laughs> so... Yeah, it was so, good. <laughs> so the thing is, like, you, you said, like, like uh, LMAO, what the fuck? I'm like, well, yeah. to be honest... If you found it first, you were gonna send it to me, dude. You know I would have. <laughs> but like, also, I, I, I watched yes. it. And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and also, yes. So the so the Taco Bell ones are interesting because I saw that I, I saw the one from from inside the restaurant first. Yeah. Then, like a few swipes later, there was the result. <laughs> Sometimes God gives you lemonade, you know? He doesn't give you lemons. He just gives you the lemonade. <laughs> I, I, I've gotten those a few times. Like, I got the one where it was the two friends and a girl was like, yo, me and I, just two girls renting out a U-Haul. And a oh, friend yeah. goes like, we're not lesbians. Then we then scroll through later. Just saw two lesbians on their first date. <laughs> Either you sent that to me or uh, I saw that in the wild as well, in which case, both awesome. <laughs> yes, it's it's so, like, w when you see those things, it's like finding the extra nugget in your in your McDonald's box. Dude, yeah, it's like I told you. God came down, didn't give you lemons, just gave you lemonade. He was like, you did good. <laughs> yeah, here you go, enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I... I've seen a couple of those in my time on the talk, you know? They're interesting. They're fun. Also, um, uh, news that I want to talk about is that uh, uh, Adrian Tofei just finished wrapping up his movie, the one that we talked about when we were recording, Be My Cat, a film for Anne. Which one was that? Uh, hold on. That was the one of uh, We Put the World to Sleep. That was a tweet I sent you. Uh, the other day. Yeah, I mean, what was do we do know do we know the plot of it yet, or we just know what it's called? I I, I think it was it was the end of the world movie that that he's doing. I think oh, it might be another... the one he the one he tweeted out where it was like, hey, if I made an apocalypse movie, who would watch it? <laughs> oh, it was that. Then also like we we covered it in yeah, we uh, probably be my cat. It. Yeah, and it it's supposed to be another found footage film a uh, movie. It might be good, it might be Dude, bad. Dude, if it's a found footage horror movie during an apocalypse where he's like a bunker guy and he has to, um, not he has to, like he makes uh, these like girls hide in the bunker with him and then he like kills them, that'd be fucking sick. Well, so like, anything like, especially when this was filmed, it was like during the pandemic, so anything is possible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so the apocalypse is going to be like, oh man, we got to hide inside this room. Speaking of the apocalypse, I kind of I, I i have to finish up the bo burnham netflix special oh my god dude inside is so good i so i was watching it then i fell asleep during it i think i fell asleep oh can you fall asleep well i, I was watching it as soon as i got home from work from helping my dad like with the newspaper so oh, I was like, so it was like five in the morning <laughs> you know, it was like uh, like three four o'clock in the morning so i'm like watching it then Oh, I thought you meant like you were watching in the middle of the day and you fell asleep to take a nap. I was like, how? It's so good and I, entertaining. But I, I, I think I fell asleep like right after 
I think White Girl Instagram. That's my or, favorite song in that entire thing. I love it so much. <laughs> or no, it was like it was like one of his like it was or yeah, that or after the one where he said he turned thirty. Oh, the one where he's like, I'm a piece of shit. He's like, well, I just turned thirty and I'm by myself. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, let's let's just dive into what we're talking about though in this movie. <laughs> Not even anything that involved what we just talked about. Exactly. <laughs> let's hop back into the subject of this fucking podcast let's hop back into the sewers and be little turtle boys we're talking about yes. teenage mutant ninja turtles from 2007 and from... we thought it was 2009 it i don't know like why i don't know why we thought it was 2009 probably because it was like edgy and we were like that's 2009 because <laughs> i was like i so i i stated this in my notes and i'll state this even here i this was my first time re-watching the movie since i saw it in theaters oh dude same I, I saw this movie in theaters. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. I actually think I've seen this movie three times. Once in theaters, once at home, and then uh, this time again. And I'm just like, it's it, uh, it's okay. We'll, we'll get more into it later. But, it, but. it was like, so I, I bought this movie physically. But, I, think, I think I have it somewhere. But I bought it when it appeared at my Dollar Tree that I used to work at. Dude, nice. So I, I picked up a bunch of Blu-rays. And it, it, it was on Blu-ray, too. I picked it up for a dollar. Dude, dollar movies, rather, whether or not that they're, like, you know, quality, quality, a dollar is a dollar. I'll get, but a, then I'll I, get uh, a movie for a dollar. I did, the th- I did a dumb thing, and I picked it up on Amazon Prime for, like, three. <laughs> Only three dollars? That's not bad, still. I picked up the digital version for three dollars. That's not bad. That's not bad. I thought you were going to say you got the fucking Steelbook edition for 35 I was going to be like, no. Did, <laughs> did they make a Steelbook for this? Dude, they probably did. It's, Hold cla- on. it's considered a cult classic. Actually, a lot of no, fans I, love it. Actually, if I look up the, the Steelbook for this, it'll probably just pull up the 2014 one with Megan Fox. Or, no, 2016 one with Megan Fox. Look up TMNT 2007 Steelbook. Straight up, just fucking... Tell 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 it to them like they're little babies. Be like, hey, this is what, exactly what I want. Let's see, did they did they make one? Uh they did not. Wow, I'm surprised. Well, they'll probably have a 20 year um anniversary one to come out because you oh, know. Oh God, tw- dude, five years. Don't don't say that to me. That makes me old. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel so old, man. They goddamn should. Damn, like, yeah, it's going to be 20 years. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, real soon. I saw this movie when I was, what, I that's 2007. I was, like, 10 years old when I saw this movie. Oof. Big oof. Think about, yeah, yeah, about, like, uh, I that or nine. I was older than you. I think I'm, what, two years older than you? I was born in 98. Yeah, I was born in 97. So, yeah, I'm a year or so older than you, depending on birthdays. So yeah, yeah I man, like, I remember seeing fuck. this uh, in theaters, and I was I loved it when I was a kid. But like I said, watching it again, I was like, "How could they do me so wrong?" I, I can't say the the only thing I like about this movie is is just the stuff with Raphael. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to like. There's just not a lot of stuff to love. If that makes any sense. I I I I love the stuff with Raphael though. Him doing the Night Watcher stuff. I'm the Night Watcher. I. I I I still gush over the freaking rain scene when he's fighting when he's fighting Leonardo. Oh, that's a good scene. That's like that's my favorite scene in the entire movie. What I absolutely love about this, and I think I mean I don't know if we're gonna get to it later, but I'll talk about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, Raphael 
is not recognized by Leonardo, his brother, but Casey Jones straight up fucking outs him. Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Casey Jones is like, Raph? And then he's like, shut the fuck up, Casey. What are you doing? And he's, How'd you know? He's like, you're a turtle in a fucking metal suit. And then <laughs> fucking, oh my God. Leonardo shows up. He's like, who's this mysterious warrior? And it's like, bro, it's obviously a metal turtle. I don't know what you're talking about. But also, yeah, I can't. So, um, I, I'm assuming we're going to talk about like, yes. So Nolan North vote voiced um, Raphael. And in the most like, like generic New York cartoon accent ever, like a bibbity boppity, oh. Oh yeah, he was like, "Hey, what's going on? It's me, Casey Jones." And I was like, "All right." No, man. no, 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 not not Roth. Ke- R- oh, I'm sorry. That's, I thought you said that's Chris Evans. Yeah, I was thinking because we were just talking about Casey, and I was like, Casey Jones also had a pretty offensive accent. <laughs> but like, we give Chris Evans a pass. Well, because Chris Evans, you know, it, it works. But at the same time, it was pretty offensive. But, you know, Nolan North did it same. Yeah, he was like, hey, it's me. I'm fucking Raphael. I'm like, all right. (laughs) Let's just dive into this overview. So, Team NT, also known as Team NT 2007, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2007, is, well, you guessed it, a 2007 American computer animated superhero film. I actually would have never guessed. (laughs) (laughs) Written and directed by Kevin... uh, Kevin Monroe, Monroe, who did Monroe. us, he, he had, uh, like, nothing under his belt until this movie happened. Yeah. And then he still continues to do about <laughs> nothing because of this movie. This movie was, if you couldn't absolutely believe it, it was based off the TMNT uh, comic book series. And it is the fourth theatrical Teenage Mutant Ninja Tur- Turtles film. And it is the first film made with the computer-generated imagery, CGI, uh, created by... By Imagey uh, um, Animated Studios, as well as the first feature film in the franchise in 14 years. It is loosely connected to the original 1990-1993 trilogy. Yeah, I was going to say, they talk about some of the stuff that happened in those movies like it happened to them when they were younger, so I thought that was kind of cool. Let me do that. Okay. Um, the film series is the four turtles. Uh, the film series, we see the four, four turtles, Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo. You're playing video games. I hear the goddamn controller. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dog. <laughs> Having grown apart after their final defeat of the... Uh, Foot Clan? Or Shredder? Well, well th- th- this word before before that. Arch Enemy? Dude, come on. Enemy. My brain... <laughs> Hi, I've been awake for 24 <laughs> fucking hours. Come on, man. Arch Enemy? Arch en- what are you doing? My- what are you doing, Okay, I- I'm sorry, but like <laughs> seeing those words together... You're like, Archimede. What's an Archimede? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shredder, but are set to reunite and overcome their uh, fault to save the world as evil agent creatures threaten it. Yeah, because April O'Neil is like, hey, guys, come back together. And I'm like, why are you doing this when it should be like one of the turtles? You know? April, don't get me wrong. In the comics, she was always like the through line. Like, she's like, they're, they're, they're humanity. But like... I would have liked it better if it was, like, Michelangelo, because he's the heart, you know? Yeah. But whatever. All right, because I will butcher the fuck out of the cast. Homeboy, hit us off with this cast. we got a fucking thick cast list. I don't know if I'll recognize everybody's names. Like, I don't recognize who plays Donnie and stuff, but, like, there's a lot of people who are just, like, crazy. We got James Arnold Taylor as Leonardo. 
Nolan North as Raphael, Mikey Kelly as Michelangelo, Mitchell uh, Whitfield as Donatello, Chris Evans as Casey Jones, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller <laughs> as April. Yeah, um, kind of weird. Mako Iwamatsu, who played um, Splinter. He's um, Uncle Iroh and Aku before he unfortunately passed away. And then he uh, was replaced, not Splinter, but the other voices were replaced by Greg something. So just to throw that into perspective, if you recognize the voice, yes, that is Uncle Iroh. And yes, that is Aku. Um, um, oh, and where are we at too, now? so the a voice actor for Donnie, uh, uh, the only things that are notable here is that he was in an episode of Friends. Um, he was in an episode of The Angry Beavers. Nice. We like uh, episode of Buzz Lightyear Star Command. Oh, he's just like a voice actor from back in the day. And also just normal vo- like actor as well. Oh, okay. You were just naming a bunch of voice stuff after Friends. Yeah. Um, we had Patrick Stewart, the fucking goat, as uh, Max Winters, one of the worst Sir. villains in history. Sir Patrick Stewart. Okay. Zhang Ziyi as Karai. Fucking your boy John DiMaggio as, um, what does that say, Santino? Yeah, as Colonel Santino. You have Kevin Michael Richardson, who is a uh, big voice actor, as uh, General Aguila. Um, oh my god. Oh, it's not blue, that's why. Paula Matoli as General Serpente. Fred Tascator, that's fucking Bane and everything, as General Gatto. Frank Welker, that's Scooby-Doo. Is that Fred Welker? I don't know. That's Frank Welker. No, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think who's Scooby-Doo now. Is it Fred or Frank? I thought it was uh, Frank Welker. Hold on. Click on him. As General Mono. Kevin Smith as the unnamed diner <laughs> cook. And then uh, Lawrence Fishburne as the narrator, because fuck uh, yeah, yes, Fishburne. This is the guy who does Scooby-Doo. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I wanted to make sure I was correct. Yeah, that's yeah. the ta- that's the cast, man. Can you believe this cast is that fucking amazing, and this movie is just okay? <laughs> Can we also talk about how, how Lawrence uh, Fishburne was only in the opening, and that's it? Well, he was the narrator. He I know, but he's only the there for the opening. The hey, man, it happens. So do? now, the the budget of this film, being that it is a fully CGI'd movie, it it, it cost thirty four million to make, and its box office return. Was ninety five point six million. That's actually not too bad for a movie that's considered like not okay. Can't consider poo poo. Considered poopy. <laughs> well, I, I, I said I, I like this film. I'm biased. Once again, I another film I'm biased towards. No, I like this film. I just don't love this film, and that's the thing. I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I do not love this film, and that's a problem. I even like the Michael Bay movies. Like I love the second movie. I, I have like the first never one. seen the Michael Bay movie. I think you'd like the um the first Michael Bay t- t- uh, Turtles movie. The first Michael Bay Turtles movie is fucking tolerable. I mean, it the was... second one, the second one. I'm sorry, is tolerable. See, it was like when I saw the trailer, I was like, "The this is more nightmare fuel than the original live action." Movie. Oh yeah, the first these one turtles that, are they look ugly. like um they look like Abomination crossed with fucking like a, a normal turtle, like Abomination from um Zack Snyder's Batman v Superman. Oh, Doomsday. Where it was like so bad, I was like, "What did I say?" I said Doomsday, right? No, you, you said Abomination. Oh, my bad. Oh, he kind of looks like Abomination, too. Yeah. From uh, the Hulk movie. He looks like them had a baby with a turtle. It's and it was like, ugh. It's no bueno. Damn, yeah. Uh, but then wanna... in the second movie, once you're okay with how ugly they look, the second movie's actually kind of fucking good. And, and it feels like more he... like a Turtles movie, because, like, 
They do a lot of weird shit, and Roxanne and Bebop are there. The first movie, uh, it's the Turtles fighting Transformer Shredder, where he's like a giant robot for some reason. But then in the second movie, he's played by like a thin guy. It, it's so weird. It's so weird. So like at the end of the first TMNT movie from Michael Bay, um, they kick Shredder off the Empire State Building. Because, yeah. So cool. They kick him off the Empire State Building, and he dies. But he stabs himself with mutagen. As, like, oh, man, Shredder's gonna turn into a giant monster and fight them in the next movie. In the next movie, he's played by, like, fucking Ken Watanabe. And that's it. Like, he's not a monster. He's just a guy. Cool. And then he's and then he's frozen by Krang and took into Dimension X, and that's how that movie ends. And you're like, what? Doesn't make so, any sense. So, do you want to know the only thing I know about the second movie outside of what you just told me? Roxanne Bebop? Yeah, and that Seamus voice is, um, I think, Bebop. Dude, or Rock- he is really good. <laughs> He's Rocksteady. He or is Rocksteady. really good in that movie. Seamus is so good. Like, that's the only thing I knew about that movie uh, up until what you just told me. <laughs> yeah, dude, Seamus fucking rocks socks in that role. He is good. I don't, I don't care what you say. Uh, Not you specifically. <laughs> I met people. Like, he was good in that movie. Him and, um, oh, God, I forget who plays... Uh, Bebop. And Bebop's one of my favorite TMNT characters. I just love him. He's a rock and roll pig man. How do you not love that? <laughs> anyway, sorry we're talking about Turtles too much. Yes. Uh, like... we'll, t- we'll cover the Michael Bay ones at some point, uh, probably. I like them enough to watch them. T- to be honest, us talking is pretty good because the notes are bare minimum. Oh, yeah, because I didn't have any mid-movie notes because I was like, there's nothing to make notes about this. It's just like... Besides okay. me, when I, like, legit try every time. Well, because you try. I don't... I'm not going to force myself to go, oh, no. Fucking force yourself, god damn it. No, because then they're not genuine. Um, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll read the notes. You sure? I can uh, hop yes. into it. Uh, I'll read, like, the first two paragraphs and you read. Not a lot of names, so you should be okay. I... <laughs> Uh, a CGI uh, Team and T movie was first announced in the year in 2000 with John Woo supposedly at the helm. This movie, uh, oh my god, dude! The John what? Woo movie was supposed to be fucking sick. It, the the, that, uh, the graphics, I what? Sorry. No, I'm trying to like that movie. What lap? Oh, La- languished. Language, thank you. Which uh, does not sound like a word, but it is. Uh, language is developed. It was stuck in development hell, and Woo ultimately moved on to other projects. I yeah, know they released um the imagery for that. It looked like the old cartoons with CGI over them doing kung fu stuff and it kind of looked good. I would have watched it. Isn't isn't that what uh Seth Rogen's supposed to do cuz I hear there's like a Oh yeah, a... Seth Rogen is going to do a animated uh TMNT movie. Dude, Seth Rogen is fucking becoming like Hollywood's like go-to guy for some reason. He's doing he's doing everything. Like it's ridiculous. He's doing the boys he did Invincible. He's doing. He's doing a lot of comic book stuff. I oh, think he, the, the, I think the he boys? became a big fan. He does the boys. The boys was so. Oh no! I I I I I seeing the good boys, the one that he did with the kids. Oh, I didn't see that one yet. Oh, that's a good movie. That's like uh, that's. I uh, I I already had my dream casted. They wanted to do like a uh, like a future version of them as adults. Good. Man. Already have it down. <laughs> Uh, team in, t- uh, this was, oh, you mean uh, Craig Robinson, Jay Burrishell, and fucking, like, Channing Tatum? No, no, what no, do you mean? no, 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 uh, uh, uh. Craig Robinson's definitely the fat black kid, you can't tell me it's not. <laughs> no, really. Like, <laughs> I, is, uh, is Danny McBride still a, a good person, or is he canceled? <laughs> no, only James Franco's canceled. 
Okay. Danny McBride is still living large. He's uh, good. Okay. If when you watch the movie, you 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 you'll, you'll know who I picked as Danny McBride. It's the kid with the curly hair. No, no, he no. It, it, you'll you'll see. Just fucking watch the movie. God damn it. I will. It's on. It's on uh, HBO. I think, or it's on one of my lists, or it's on movies I, it, anywhere. It might be somewhere. on. It might be on my movies anywhere. Yeah, it's on the list. I gotta check it out. We if, uh, if you want me to, if you want to force me to watch it, put it on the list, and we'll watch it at some point. <laughs> true, and that's pretty true. That forces me to watch certain things. Okay, so now back into what we were. So the the movie, the original two thousand movie was stuck in development hell, uh, but then it was then John Woo just gave up. Uh, TMNT executive producer uh, by the TMNT co-creator Peter Laird, um departed from the previous film's live-action style, and is uh, and it is the first and only CGI film in the series. Riot director Kevin Monroe said that he wanted to do a total CGI instead of live-action and CGI turtles because it would be easier for the audience to suspend disbelief for such an offbeat story. Well, yeah, because if yeah. you think about it, it's like, oh, man, there's these monsters, right, that are, have been around for so long, and they're just hanging out, and the only yeah, way to so kill long. them, it's just, uh, we'll, we'll get into that. I actually um, have, if they don't explain what they were, so they hide out for, like, what, 3,000 years or something? Like, that's their thing? And uh, why are I they all so. meeting in New York? I'll, I'll tell you about it. I, I found out a little bit of information. If it's not in the notes and if it's not in the plot... I'll let you know what all the monsters are about and why they're all, like, kicking Oh, around. Hunter's Fun Facts? I have a fun fact. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude, I got a um, fun fact. As there would be no break between CGI and live-action, producer Tom Gary explained that the decision to depart from the live-action series was due to the escalating budget for the three films, and with each uh, film making less than its predecessor, a CGI film became a reality. For example, the first film... Made 135.2 million off a budget of 13 million. Oh my god! Jeez. Oh. And the third movie made 44 million off a budget of 21 million. Well, that's because the third movie was terrible. Yeah, the Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. And also, they were like in feudal Japan for some reason. <laughs> and Vanilla Ice was there. We we just don't fucking know. I think they traveled uh, back in time. I think that was the thing. It was like turtles and it wasn't turtles in time, but it was like oh yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and I haven't seen that in forever. I watched the I watched the first one every once in a while because it's actually kind of good. I have never seen any of them. Oh my god, dude! You got to see the horror. There's a scene where Donatello is laughing, and if you look closely, you can see the guy's eyeballs in his mouth. Oh, no. It is nightmare fuel, dude, and Great. it's fucking awesome. See, because <laughs> you know the person I am. I am an attention to detail You're gonna person. You're going to notice it and go, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Orange Sky Golden uh, Harvest uh, Orange Sky Golden Harvest writes, uh, ha- have, have the rights to the franchise. Uh, ha- have the rights to the franchise, but it expired. And Gary said the question arose. Uh, there are already CGI team in T in 2004. Monroe stated, in terms of the story uh, line, the idea was floated as an extreme as the turtles being in space. But eventually it just came back to New York and turtles the theme of family. I mean, I guess they do space in the 2002 cartoon, so it makes sense. They go and the to like Dimension of, X. And the theme of family. Family. You know, Dominic Toretto. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ha- had. Um, uh, the theme of family that had fallen apart, uh, 
when developing the screenplay, Monroe wanted to take on a less lighthearted tone or less cowabunga and said, uh, uh, please, uh, said in place, emphasize the dark elements uh, shown in the original comics to appeal to the mature audience. I'm going to read up to, uh, uh, I'm going to, the last one I'll read is he is the one that begins with he, so you know. Where is that? You didn't, you didn't space everything out. Hold on. I think I just highlighted. That's where you're going to stop? You're going to stop at Karai? Or are you going to finish that one up? Hold on. Just, just get to the fucking. There, I'll stop. Okay, sounds good. Um, I'm going to make sure it's like in the middle of a sentence. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> really don't care. Um, place and emphasize the dark elements. So mature to so it would appeal to a mature audience. Um, I had a very specific tone because mixing the sort of action and comedy is a very specific thing. Most people were just coming and wanting to make it too funny. I think that version of the movie could do really well, but we wanted to do something where it sort of pushes the envelope a little bit, but more. And say the animation is more just comedic animals uh, bumping into each other and farting. <laughs> cool, thanks, <laughs> Madagascar. <man. laughs> um, Monroe said that the design and it, the design and in the rendering of the animation, he was just uh, he was after inf- uh, uh, he was after the feel of a comic book. Uh, Karai was uh, was one of the Monroe's favorite characters in the comics, and he was the one who who really pushed for Cry to appear in the film. Even though she, she didn't have to be in the film at all, because with Shredder dead, and you not involving the Foot Clan, you don't need the Foot Clan in this movie. They had the they had the bad guy go, let's hire the Foot Clan to help me track down these monsters. But it's like, nah, dude, you don't need that. You're an immortal warrior. I think you're fine. And then, uh, so no, I, I'm going to finish off the paragraph, I realized. Yeah, I was going to say, you stopped the middle of a sentence. <laughs> yeah, it stated that it takes place in its own universe, separate from the previous films. But director Monroe says the film exists in the same continuity as the other films, which was supported by Memento. The mem- there was a the yeah, there was like a wall of Easter eggs. Yes. All right, pick it up. Yeah, so it's the last paragraph. Uh, <laughs> development and pre-production on TMNT began in June 20, 2005 at Imagi's uh, Los Angeles facility, and the CGI animation was produced in Hong Kong, followed by post-production in Hollywood. So here's a little bit of fun facts um, for the Hong Kong stuff. So uh, they didn't understand certain slang that the um, Americans were using. So every once in a while, Monroe would get like animation cells back or CGI cells and go, oh man, that's cool. And the, um, oh shit, and the, uh, oh god, what's his name, fucking... The Japanese studios thought that he meant, oh man, the temperature is really cold in that scene, so they made it look hotter. And he was like, why does it look like they're sweaty? And he's like, because you said it was cool. And I'm just like, what? And then there was this um, there was this moment in time where uh, Hong Kong had like a power outage for a while. So what they would do is they would send the animation cells. They would hand deliver them on a plane. They would get on a plane, fly to New- fly to Hollywood. And fucking hand deliver the animation cells on a fucking like flash drive, and then it just was... fucking book it back. Yeah, they would just go back. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Oh, and it's another like, thing. Hey, it's, it's like, hey man, here's this like one frame of a kick. 
Basically. All right. <laughs> have a good day. Yeah, so oh, I got two more little facts. Um, one of them is uh, with um, oh god, going back to the animation. So the, there's a scene in the where they're in a warehouse and they're fighting, right? And there's these wood boxes, and Kevin Monroe and then the, his animation team said, "Hey, could you put pallets and stuff in the warehouse on top of the wood boxes and underneath the boxes?" The Japanese, uh, the Hong Kong animators didn't know what he meant by pallets. Oh. So there is a design of human mouth pallets on the bottom of boxes that is unused. That's amazing. Like a box gets knocked over and then there's just a mouth. <laughs> that's awesome. That's what they thought. And I was that's, like, what is happening? How stupid so were cool. people back in 2007? <laughs> that's so cool hey i'm so happy they kind of know i'm so happy they kind of know our slang now but <laughs> damn that's so cool it's just like oh my god like like i said how can some people just be so like out of touch with like terminology just google translate it like google translate what fucking palette is i understand cool yeah cool means like oh man that's chill you know that's that's okay, temperature jokes <laughs> so, but like oh. fucking google translate palette what does palette say it doesn't say mouth it says one of three options probably to be honest so it's just speaking of like cool and then it's the temperature of this movie it, it felt like Zack snyder directed an animated movie dude it is very Zack snyder because it's uh it's so dark, dark. they were like we wanted it to be dark and gritty because we wanted it to be more in the tone of the comic books in the time of comic books they fucking kill people all the time I, they would like like the old uh, Eastman and Laird ones. They like kill people. So I I want to read the, like like I guess the, the newest comic book. Or oh, the the, the IDW. Oh, you mean Last Ronin? Okay. That's yeah, the one. The, I, I I the art looks so cool. That's that's Kevin Eastman. That's why. Oh, it's Evan Eastman and one of his buddies. Um, that's because that was one of the stories that Kevin Eastman wanted to do. Um. Back before he thought the comic was gonna take off, when it was just selling okay, he was like, "Yeah." And once I finish up my TMNT story, I'm gonna jump to the future and tell this one last story about the last Ronin, the last surviving turtle. And then TMNT took off and became this fucking international, like, super pop culture thing. And he was like, "Well, can't tell this story for a while." And then eventually, uh, I think last year, he announced that he was just gonna do it, and then it finally came out, and it's really, really good. Cause like th- th- that art of it, like just like I, uh, I'm gonna pull it up and actually I might I'm actually gonna save it to my computer so I remember to put it in the episode. Yeah, so you can so. give some people some. uh <sighs> It's like the last run in three, right? Your last run in three is the new one. That's the one with the Casey Jones mask on the front. All right, I got. Sh- I'm just typing last run in. But no, I got just like I I saw the like the the thumbnail. Like I, I saw the picture of like all the masks, just yeah, it was like all, all the masks on on someone's blade. Yeah, on Leo's sword. And I'm like, this looks fucking awesome. Yeah, dude, it's a really good book so far. I mean, I totally guessed who the turtle was right off the bat, but I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody who wants to go check it out. Well, now we just did, but <laughs> how? How? I didn't say who it was. Yes, we did. We said it was Leo. No, that's Leonardo's sword. The turtle, uh, the, oh. the last surviving turtle, has every single weapon. Oh. Yeah, he has all the weapons of his fallen brothers. Hmm. Yeah, it's good shit, dude. Definitely check it out. You'd like it a lot. 
I think I'm probably seeing who the turtle is by by scrolling through these images. You should you should stop scrolling through the the covers don't reveal it, but you should stop scrolling through the images because it might reveal it by accident. Because the turtle wears a black mask instead of any color, so it's not like you're gonna get a spoiler through the interior if you're looking at pictures. You have to read the dialogue bubbles. The dialogue tells you straight up who it is right at the end of the first issue. But you know, I guessed it because mm-hmm. it makes the most sense. IMO. All right, back to this. Um, where were we? In designing the New York backdrop, art concept designer Simon uh, Merton stylized the familiar Manhattan skylines and urban landscapes. He said, we began with cinematic cues from certain black and white films from the 1940s and 50s. He said, I really wanted to push uh, the lighting and the environments to create the look and feel of an alternate reality. Because, you know, it's got to be weird with turtles being human-sized and running around and with monsters and... um, the animators that worked on the fight sequences were inspired by Hong Kong action films. Animation director Kim Oh uh, explains that uh, explains said that be- that's weird that uh, because of CGI they were able to push and stylize beyond the limits of live action. Imagi used Audio Disc Maya with Pixar's Render Man for production in the back end. So fun fact again about um, some of this: Imagi only made one other movie after this, and it was Astro Boy. They really? were wor- they were working on four movies at the time. TMNT, which had a planned trilogy. Astro Boy, Gotcha Man, which is like Power Rangers mixed with Voltron. And it's based off a Japanese um, manga and property. And then Legend of Zelda. They were going to do a Legend of Zelda animated movie back in like 2011. Mm-hmm. But because of Astro Boy's flop, they got shut down. Big sad. Yeah. I would have loved to see more from them. The animation studio. The animation wasn't ugly. That's not the problem. It's just the movies they were putting out were just mediocre. And it's not because of them. It's because of the... I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of the scenes were a little scary with the human faces. But that comes with, you know, aging your animation process. You get better and better. Look at fucking Pixar. They didn't start out looking gold. They looked ugly at first. Look at fucking the bad guy from Toy Story. Oh, my God. Sid? Oh, Monster. Monster. Sid, Sid was actually was like his his Facebook was copy and pasted, I think to everyone. No wait, no wait, that was um Andy, because if you look at the birthday scene, it's just Andy over and over again. Oh my god, I didn't know that. But there you go. Like look at that. Like with time, you get better animation. And then look at Toy Story three with adult Andy looking smooth as hell. Like, you know, it just I, comes I, with the I territory. Still know. What did those toys go through when he discovered things on the internet? He put them in a box. I don't know what you're talking about. I know, but y- y- you know, for like the moments they probably peaked, they're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, because they were human, and they saw him like fucking. <laughs> like what? <laughs> they're like, "Oh my god, Andy, no!" What's going oh, on? Oh, I didn't know Andy got a new snake toy. <laughs> oh, I think, have, have you seen the memes of like? Um, I, I wonder w- w- what the toys in, in, Annie mom, in, in Annie's mom's drawer go through. Oh, they probably fucking live in it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> Rabbits, baby, let's go. <laughs> oh, man. I believe I believe that's a brand or a style. Uh, it, 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 it's a toy. It was in a it, TikTok. <laughs> it's a toy. Trust oh, me. It's, it's, in a, it's in a song. I'm sorry, not a TikTok. Oh, you know? That's weird. <laughs> well. Wow. You got one, homie? <laughs> no, I've had girlfriends, man. Come on. My my, my girlfriend don't need one. She good. She has um, oh, she has something else. It's not. A <laughs> we don't want to know. <laughs> we don't want to know. <laughs> Neither does I do my not girlfriend. want to do any more editing to this 
fucking thing. You don't need to add it. I didn't even say what it Cause, was. Cause one, cause you say, oh, it's so easy. Hey man, you do a single track. I do a multi track. Well, you for you choose to do a multi track, dog. Well, I because I'm not recording your audio and you're not recording my audio. I record I know, my own audio. But we could. No, because yeah. I rather I rather there be no um, bad connection flaws because of the connection yeah. and the recording. So that way each thing sounds smooth on both ends. Cool. Uh, one last fun fact uh, that you know that fight scene that happened like right in front of uh, the tower, like the big yes. building that uh, the bad guys in. Yes. Um, that took one year to make. Oh it's my only God. it's only one minute of animation. That makes sense. Well, cause but it was like... it was a one minute full tracking shot. It took a, a year to make. Uh, that makes sense. It, well, it uh, it, it took a month for them to make the Quicksilver scene in Apocalypse with the mansion blowing up. Yo, that's you know that's crazy. It, 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 legit took, it took them a month to, to film that. Well, it's a month, not a year, which is nuts for a movie. If you took a – imagine – I mean, I understand you could have people working on that on the side, and then, like, you start it, and then you're like, all right, like, you know, everyone work on something else while this team is still doing the tracking shots for that. I get you can have other – you can de- – uh, what's the word? Delegate? But, like, dude, imagine just working on that scene for a whole year, and that's the only thing you do. While everyone else is, like, animating the turtles, like, goofing off and having fun, you have to do this one-minute-long single-tracking scene that if fucked up, you have to fix everything. Like, that's... It's gotta, like, kill somebody on the inside. Alright, Hunter. Speed through the plot. Let's get with this plot, plot, plot. Uh, I gotta scroll down. 3,000 years ago, a warlord named Yout... Yautel opens a portal into a parallel universe, potentially Dimension X. The portal's um, energies grant Yautel and his four siblings, uh, sibling generals immortality, but their generals are turned to stone. The portal also releases 13 immortal monsters that destroy his army and his enemies while becoming the famous mythical monsters of legend as centuries pass. I'll talk about that in a sec. Actually, I'll talk about it now because it's breaking the paragraph. So... Um, a lot of those monsters, like the big monkey one, was the Yeti. Uh, the little guy eating the food was the Jersey Devil. So a lot of the monsters, like, oh, where did they go for 3,000 years? How how were they not, like, you know, seen? It's because they were, like, Bigfoot and, you know, the Yeti and Jersey Devil and, you know, the Mothman. Like, some of them were, like... uh, Mothman. Not Mothman specifically, but you know what I mean. Like, there were all these urban legends that were just hanging out. So, it, it, it explains why, oh, where'd they go? You know, hiding, kind of. In the present, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have grown apart after defeating the Shredder. Master Splinter has sent Leonardo to Central America to fight Fidel Castro. Donatello works as an IT specialist. Michelangelo works at a birthday party entertainer called Cowabunga Carl. Love that little Easter egg, Cowabunga. Um, and Raphael continues to fight crime as the mass vigilante known as the Night Watcher, which is such an edgy generic name, which he keeps secret from his family and friends. The turtle's old friend, April O'Neil, uh, now operates a shipping company. Because of course she does. She well, locates hey, and it, acquires relics of old for collectors, assisted by her boyfriend, Casey Jones. Okay, so N- N- Night Watcher may be edgy and it may be just your typical, like, just Raphael thing. But. Hey, I well, watching it back, it's still fucking cool. <laughs> oh, it's good sequences. I'm not saying it's not cool, but it's like edgy 2007, 2009. Like, yep, that makes sense. Call him because the because you know, like, I think well, can't really say that Hot Topic had this shit because 2007 Hot Topic was an actual 
gothic store that sold just band tees. But um, if this movie was to come out now, you, you can definitely tell that there would have been Nightwatcher shirts. Oh, and, dude, and hot topic. They can probably still find stuff like that kicking around somewhere. I'm not gonna look for it. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. You're you're gonna come back next week and be like, "Hey, man, I got a Nightwatcher shirt." Fuck off. <laughs> no. Yes. So April then travels to Central America for work and finds Leo, telling him that his brothers have drifted apart. Uh, she returns to New York City with a statue for wealthy tycoon Max Winters. That's Patrick Stewart. Leo also returns, and Casey and April deliver the statue to Winters. Winter hires Shredder's former second-in-command, Karai, which is his daughter, and her foot ninja clan, at least it was kind of his daughter in the comics, it's confusing, um, to search the city for the 13 monsters before the portal opens again. So, every 3,000 years, the portal opens, but... But... The what? monsters have been kicking around for the last 3,000 years. You're telling me you couldn't have captured one of them? One of them. One of them is in Jersey, and you're in New York. Go get it. Well, anyway. You know, plot, man. I know. And I know that his main thing was, oh, I just want to die. He also wanted to resurrect his brothers and sisters, so I understand why he's the, also the villain. I remembered when uh, they said that his brothers got, uh, the siblings got frozen in stone. Because you forget about it until the end of the movie. Um, so, yeah, he wanted to revive them and then die, I think. That was his whole thing. So they were going to, like, be evil or some shit. I, I forget. Or the siblings got mad because they didn't get to live, and he... It was stupid. It, it's just move. Eh. Anyway. Um, second in command, Karai, monsters. Uh, Raph open, uh, encounters Casey, who reveals the knowledge of Raph's double identity, and joins him in hunting criminals. Winters, who is actually Yaddle, got him, reanimates his four stone generals using technology created by his company. That's what it is. Um... Leo returns to the turtle sewer lair, reuniting with Splinter and his brothers. Splinter forbids the turtles from fighting crime until they can act as a team again. While training, the turtles encounter one of the beasts, Bigfoot. Uh, the turtles engage Bigfoot, going against Leonardo and Splinter's orders, and coming into conflict with the Foot Clan in the process. While the turtles and the Foot Clan fight, a fleeing Bigfoot is captured by the generals. The next day, Splinter sees a news report of the destruction left in the wake of the battle and sharply reprimands his sons for disobeying him. Raphael later visits Casey, and they encounter Vampire Succubor, another one of the monsters. Uh, they witness its capture by the Foot and Stone Generals, but are spotted. Despite a successful escape, Raph is injured and knocked out. Casey takes Raph back to the apartment, while April calls the other turtles for help and realizes the identities of Yaddle and his generals. After being revived... Revi why? He wasn't dead, he was unconscious. Um, after being revived, Raph suggests they pursue Yaddle before Leonardo forbids him... Uh, to go until Splinter... Yeah, but... That's what it is. Uh, Leonardo forbids him to go until Splinter gives him permission. Raphael angrily quits the team and investigates alone. Because, you know, he quit before. Why not quit again? Whatever. Um... Scroll. Leo, Donnie, and Mikey plan their next move, and Donatello discovers the next portal will open over Winter's Tower. Convenient. <laughs> 
uh, I don't know if he was able to control where it goes or if that's just like he built his tower there and he's like, this is where the portal opened last time. Splinter tells Leonardo that his team is incomplete and that he knows what he must do. After 11 monsters have been captured, General Aguila questions Yaddle's plan for them and the portal. Yaddle reveals that he wishes to be f to free his generals from their stone prisons and break the curse that keeps him alive. He just wants to die. The generals conspire to betray Yaddle, wanting him to, become, to remain immortal because, you know, why die? As the Night Watcher, Raph encounters the Jersey Devil, one of the remaining monsters, but drives it off. Leo, not recognizing his brother, Hal, pursues the Night Watcher across the city, believing him to be nothing but an arrogant thug who looks like a turtle. After a brief fight, Leo discovers Raph is the Night Watcher. The brothers argue about how much things have changed since Leo left. Another fight breaks out, but when Raph breaks Leo's swords and ruins and almost runs his brother through with his size, he flees in a fit of guilt and shame. The general sees a weakened Leo, intending to substitute him for the 13th missing being. Beast, don't know how that works. Um, he is monster, so monster bad. Kind of how that goes. Um, yeah. And, and Raph decides to make amends by rescuing Leo. As the portal opens, Yaddle discovers his general's treachery, while Splinter and the Turtles, accompanied by Casey and April, fight their way through the Foot Clan. This is the big uh, sequence. Uh, and breach the tower. Yaddle admits to the heroes that he only wants to send the monsters back to where they came from, and the generals reveal they intend to use the portal to bring in more monsters to conquer the world. So he's not the bad guy, but he's pitched as the bad guy until the end. Refusing to betray Yaddle in exchange for serving the generals, Kai, uh, Kai, oh my god, who am I? Karai, April, Casey, and the Foot Clan work together, bom, 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 searching for the final monster, fucking Loch Ness Monster. Uh, that's what it is. While yeah. the, um... While the turtles fight the general, Splinter and Yaddle face off. Uh, yeah, fight off numerous monsters emerging from the portal. April, Casey, and Karai arrive at the tower with the sea monster. The sea monster crashes into the generals, dragging them into the portal before it closes. Karai warns them uh, to enjoy the victory while it lasts, um, cryptically claiming that soon they will uh, soon they will contend with faces from their past. Before vanishing, which means they're trying to bring Shredder back to life, because that's what the second movie was going to be. A uh, now mortal Yaddle honors T Splinter, Splinter and the Turtles, thanking them for fulfilling his wish before dissipating. Splinter places Yaddle's helmet among his trophy collection, as well as Nightcraw uh, Nightcrawler, Raph's Nightwatcher helmet, and Mikey's Cowabunga Carl head. As they return to their roles as Shadow Guardians of New York City, Raph say says that the Turtles will always be brothers. And that was it. They, yeah, man, was... so they teased up the, uh, like I said before, the Shredder, like, oh, a monster from your past will come back because they were going to revive the Shredder, but no. This movie failed, And then in the third movie, they were supposed to travel to Japan and Splinter was going to die. Again. Yeah. So I can't find the, like, like the last Ronin cover that I, I want to use as the picture here. Let's put up a couple. Well, like, I, I, I want to specifically use the one where I think it was, uh, like, it was the hand holding all the mask. Like all, all I the think face. that was one of the uh, A variants. Because, like, I, I want to use that one, but I don't know how to fucking find it. Look up, um, Team NT Last Ronin variant covers. Okay. You should be able to find it that way. And survey says... Survey says... I don't think so, Chief. 
Uh, I'll I'll try to look for it. Um, yeah, yeah. Try to look for it as I'm going through my notes. Yeah, I'll look for it as you're doing that. All right. Hit up with your mid movie notes because I have none because yes. I I've seen this before. So as I stated before, uh, the last time I saw this movie was when it came out in theaters. <laughs> Uh, the animation is kind of rough, but the in the lore building uh, portion, that's when the animation looks at its worst, in my opinion. Yeah, when they're doing like the weird comic-y stuff, where it's just like, here it is. Um, another uh, major note within this is, this was my intro to Team NT, outside of like the four kids, Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, so. the 2002 cartoon. Oh, no, I think it was like the, no, it was, it was like the, or like, like the late 2001 Oh the 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 CGI one? No 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 like I, like the really gritty uh an, animated one like by like the two thousand and five two thousand six one. I don't know what you're talking about. The only one that came out was the two thousand two one where they're like Hold on. cartoons. Hold on. TMNT. You're not speaking my language. I don't think is it this one. TMNT four kids. It was the two thousand three. Doesn't yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking that about. That one. Yeah, that you'll be, one. You'll be telling me I was wrong, dog. Because you are wrong. You're always wrong. I'm not. I'm always right. Uh, tech support, Donnie. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to tech support. So th- this movie kind of made me love Raph a lot, and Raph has always been my favorite turtle. He's cool, like, but rude. Like, j- j- just seeing him as Night Watcher was fucking badass. Like, it-, it-, it gave me a heavy Batman vibes. Is this the one? I sent it to this one. Uh, I think it was that one. I don't. I'm not seeing the one where they're hold. There's not. There's nothing with holding it in the hands. I, I, I think I, um, I, for some that reason, might be I fan art. I, I remember there being one. That might be fan art that you saw somewhere. Beats the shit out of me. Um. <clears throat> uh, Mikey is the best dude, bro, ever. That's just being honest. He's always been the best dude, bro. Uh, Casey fucking Jones, voiced by Chris fucking Evans. There's this one by Boss Logic. That, uh... Yes, th- th- this one. It was this one. Okay, and then there's one more... Uh, I forget who... Uh, didn't tell me who did this one. Just show all three on the, on the screen. Yeah. And they'll there's be on that the screen. one. The, 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 Wait, they'll be on the screen now. Yeah, but you said you saw the Boss Logic one, so... Yes, th- th- this one is the one that looks the most familiar. Yeah, I think he had. I think he did get that as a variant cover for somebody, because sometimes like Boss Logic will get a couple for like his local comic shop that they uh, commission for him. So that might have been that, or he might have just done fan art because he likes the turtles. It, it was. It was definitely this one because I, I, oh, I, I just remember it being like something like that. that yeah, that, you probably fun. saw it on Instagram because you follow Boss Logic. I either that or I saw it on on Twitter. Yeah. As well, let me just save these images. So I know where to put them. Yeah. Uh. Like 50 minutes in. Yeah, I need to write that down. Because I will fucking forget. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of 50 minutes into the movie. I mean, into the episode. 50 minutes into the movie. I. Yeah, dog. Like, so actually, because I, cause I, I did not. I was supposed to, like. I don't. Eh. Blah, I normally blah, blah, watch blah, blah. the movies, like, the week before we do. Or maybe, like, the, or, the, or the night before. Yeah. But I just didn't do it this time. Why? Because I forgot, actually. <laughs> oh, because we switched up the recording date, I, so you weren't, like, prepared. You were like, I, oh. I, I legit forgot. I'm like, oh, wait, I have to watch a movie. Yeah. You're like, ruh raggy. Because I was like, oh, wait, it's 7 o'clock, and I haven't watched it yet. 
I was like, you know what? Let me just go into this movie blind as a bat. Never. L- 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 <laughs> let me just go into this review not watching the movie for the first time ever. <laughs> and have, like, Hunter kill me. Hey, man. If you've never seen the movie, I ask you to watch it. If you have seen it and you can't watch all of it, it is what it is. As long as you watch some of it so you have something to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I-, I mentioned this earlier. I-, I do want Chris Evans as Casey Jones. Just have him grow out his hair. Or hell, even in this universe, have him ha- have a nice short-haired Casey Jones. Are you talking about Stephen Amell, who didn't who had just didn't grow his hair out at all and had his Oliver Queen hair but black? We don't like we don't talk about Stephen Amell here. I like Stephen Amell though; he's okay. S- 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 Stephen Amell's <laughs> a cool person, but um, we don't talk about Stephen Amell here. I'm talking about Chris Evans. You're saying Chris Evans like Stephen Amell didn't do everything you're asking. <laughs> don't worry in about the, it. In the Michael Bay movies, you're like, Shut I up. want a live action one. I'm like Stephen. You're like, it was short hair. I'm like Stephen. It was watch the second Turtles movie. It's good. I watch, I, I, watch the Turtles uh, Michael Bay movies. They're not that I bad. I want Chris I swear. Evans. Thank you very much. No, no, Chris Evans would be good, obviously. Uh, and dude, you know Josh Peck was him in one of the cartoons. Really? Josh Peck voiced uh, Casey Jones in the 2013 animated show. That's that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's cool, man. Um, Hug me, brother. <laughs> oh fuck! But um, another thing came into my head. Uh, so. Before, like, there was so in the YouTube death battles. Oh God! Uh, death battle. So one of my favorite wrestlers back in the day, John Morrison, played Casey Jones in that. Oh, and, the OG. And he's a good Casey Jones as well. He's like a good like B movie Casey Jones. That's good. Uh, but moving back on, as I say, I, I want Chris Evans Casey Jones. Don't bring up Stephen Amell. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to bring it up if you keep saying stuff that Stephen Amell did as Casey Jones. Who? Who? Stephen Amell did as Casey Jones. Oh, I get it. <laughs> it went over my head the first time. I get it. You know. Don't know Green who Arrow. that is. All, 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 all I know is Chris Evans. You know, Green Arrow, the guy who, who? crashed one of the uh, the wrestling matches to fight Goldust for whatever reason because he wanted to be more popular so he cool. can get a wrestling show on stars. Cool. Um, we're moving on. Who? Uh, b- b- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Big Boss is definitely not the bad guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. Patrick not Stewart. obvious at all. Patrick Stewart's not the bad guy at all. Who? Why would they get Patrick Stewart to be a random businessman? That's weird. Uh, the animation is definitely if Zack Snyder directed this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the the monsters the the monster designers are really are really good to be honest. Oh yeah, no the, the the art direction is good in this movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to shit on the art direction. It's just everything else. Uh, uh, that thing got bopped. This is when uh, kind of like that golem bat thing. Yeah, the and, succubus thing. Uh, the vampire. I, I, I guess so, yeah. And the and the and the sibling, like, like the bigger one, just picked up the dumpster and went, Poof. cool, <laughs> cool. It, it's dead. Um, fun. Uh, sometimes this has hoodwink animation vibes. Oh my god, hoodwink is so good though. It is. I, uh, I can I can watch that movie and still kind of chuckle at a lot of Dude, things. Going back and watching that movie, it is so ugly. Oh my god, it's so but ugly. The, but, but the yet humor, it's so the good. humor holds up. 
It's so good. It, yeah, because like humor. when you watch it now, you're like, this had a lot more adult humor than I remembered. Oh, dude, yeah, I remember watching it when because like, there's a sequel that came out a couple years later, which is and like, I was. Eh. A, it was okay. And I was a little bit older, so I watched the first one again, and I was like, the first one is still good. <laughs> so I actually saw the first one in theaters with my mom. I think I did too. I'm not 100% positive on that, though. Uh, then I said, uh, why does the diner have a silent alarm? Sometimes you gotta... Pro- dude, it's New York. You gotta protect yourself. You know? Yeah, I know, but so it's a fucking <laughs> diner, man. Oh, dude, uh, you're telling I, me. I forgot how awesome that this rain scene was. Uh, I, I need more Casey Jones. Shut up. <laughs> and I wish this movie did better in the box office, but you can't win them all. It did pretty good in the box office, no, to be fair. About, I, I, I'm not talking about, like, numbers-wise. I'm talking about just, like, critical-wise. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I kind of mean by it. I, I wish it did better in the box office. But now, without further ado... Let's get into this review. Um, as of May 2021, this film holds a 34% approval rating um, on the on the review ag- aggregator website Rotten Tomatoes, based off of 119 reviews, with an average of 4.96 out of 10 from critics and a 60% from the audience. Yeah, with, the audience likes it. With uh, 250,000 plus reviews, the critical the uh, critical consensus reads: TMNT's art direction is splendid. But the plot is non-existent and the dialogue lacks the irony and goofy wit of the early TMNT movies. Yo, this guy's spitting facts. But but to be honest, it was stated why they didn't do goofy shit. I know. Shit. But we didn't know that going into the movie and that uh, the critical consensus was probably written when it first came out. Now, because I gave this quite a, a high score, kind of higher than people would want me to put it at. Not really. I think, if you know, nostalgia-wise, that's a, not a bad score. I feel like if I didn't come into it with a little bit of a grain of salt because I remembered it being okay, I yeah. think I would have been like, oh, man, this was great. But I like kind of shit on it. I was like, yo, dog. <laughs> it, it's mainly the, 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 the fight scenes is what kind of brought it up a lot. Oh, dude, the animation. That's why for me. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so, this, uh, so the good review comes from Tim uh, Garrison of Screen International. The strongest uh, ingredient remains... No, is that right? In- yeah, ingredient remains the four reptiles. Uh, incorrigible. Thank you. Incorrigible charm with easily out outclasses... Excuse me. A muddled storyline and concet... Oh, my God. Concessions to... Uh, I, I, I picked the fucking terrible review to read. Yeah, too much words. Prepubescent male audience. <laughs> Huh. So, uh, yeah, the the bad review had no name to it. It just came from that site. Really interesting. So we got a bad review from the Hollywood Reporter. It might have been, like, one of the guys they fired or redacted. The characters look like plastic dolls and the story is recycled sci-fi. That's so generic. Why'd you... It is a bad review, but you gave me such a generic review. Okay, there's no other good ones that actually are, like, cohesive. Like, insulting? Yeah, okay, I got you. Like, they're 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 probably, like, my review where it's, like, it's stinky. They're, they're there, but it, like this one is the most like good cookie cutter bad yeah. review that I would pick out. So Hunter, what'd you give this film? I gave this film five. Why is this cast so good out of ten? Because <laughs> the cast is so good, but the movie is just not there. It's not doing it for me. Um, I give my little explanation. I said love this as a kid, but going back now, it's ugly, boring, and filled with plot holes. 
Only thing they got right was the Turtles' personalities. This had potential, but it killed its trilogy. Uh, even the Michael Bay movies were better. I will hold. I will still hold that up. Don't get me wrong. This isn't better than the first Michael Bay movie, but it's better. It, um, it, it, no, this is better than the first one, there. but it's not better than the second one. Mm-hmm. This is definitely top five TMNT movies content for sure. Probably like number four, give or take. But yeah. it's just it just doesn't. I don't know, man. And maybe watching me, it with like maybe when I have kids and I watch it with them, maybe I'll change my mind and be like, yeah. "Yo, this is actually fire." But we'll see. And as for me, I gave it. Hey, look, I grabbed the toaster. I gave it eight. Eight. How? Hey, look, I grabbed the toaster. That was that. That line was said when we were first uh, seeing Nightwatch. Uh, come on screen. Uh, yeah, I gave it. Uh, so I'm repeat. Robbers, right? Eight. Hey, look, I grabbed the toaster out of ten. Uh, the, the reasoning for this is this this movie is just a fun watch. I can't nitpick it too hard, being that this movie holds a very special spot in my heart, uh, for, for in my my childhood heart. Um, but it does have its flaws. Um, uh, more uh, have its flaws from some of the animation and the story beats. But overall, this movie is is worth a watch. It, it's definitely it's not like uh, oh don't watch this film and just burn it. It's like watch it. Experience oh yeah, it's it. not that bad. I'd definitely check it out. Like it, this is a watchable movie. Yeah, just like just watch it, experience it, and if you don't like it. That's that's perfectly fine. This movie is not perfect by, by yeah. any means. That's on you, homie. <clears throat> Anywho, we've been here for an hour, surprisingly. Well, it's because I got a lot to talk about with the turtles. And we, and even we, if I didn't have any notes, I like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So this shit to say. And, and, and we bantered a lot. Oh well, yeah. Uh, uh, so, thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Box Office Losers and on Twitter at Box Office Losers. Update news. Uh, whenever the podcast gets dropped, updates on recording schedules and shit like that. Yeah, because we just moved our schedule around. Yes. It's coming out on Wednesdays now. Wednesday for audio, Thursday for video. Yeah. Uh, so don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to wherever podcasts are found. Leave a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to. Share with your friends. Do whatever you can. It really does help us out in the algorithm. Uh, anywho, uh, Hunter, where can we find you? You can find me uh, pretty much everywhere at Scruffy Moose Man uh, on social media. You can find me every, uh, what is it, Wednesday at Android's Amazing Podcast, which is a comic book podcast I do with my co-host. And you can find me every Thursday at Farther the Galaxy. It's a Star Wars podcast I do with my best friend. So, without any further ado, Zach, where can we find the big glorious outlaw bar? <laughs> How dare you bring that up? Um, you, can, hey, you, can, you, can, you can find me at Dark Shadows Egg literally everywhere on social media platforms. And well, you can see me be my persona, the outlaw of Long Island, uh, on two different uh, shows. The first show I'm going to mention is the AEW Injection. Right now, our schedule is a bit fucked up thanks to the NBA Finals. <laughs> gotta love that, so. You gotta love priority. So then, uh, so. Uh, recording's a bit after we normally record Wednesdays right after Dynamite, but now we've been recording uh, Fridays or Saturdays or whenever the show airs now, so bear with us until we get back to normal. You can also catch me every week on the Sports Hitless YouTube channel for my pro wrestling what ifs. That's where I, I, oppose, I pose a question of, um, of the what if of pro wrestling and 
my panel of uh, uh, my panel with the revolving door guests give me their takes and what their biggest what ifs are. The what if for factions comes out Monday, so it'll be out uh, a couple days uh, a couple days past after this thing is aired. Anywho, uh, before we, you before we close out, um. I'm surprised that your boss man didn't like your idea for the what ifs. I understand his uh, his ideology of, you know, it's fact, what's fact is fact, there's no what ifs. But at the same time, like, it's storytelling. Wrestling is storytelling. It's uh, What if, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's these are real things. I don't know why he was like, nah, man, that sounds fucking lame. Well, no, <laughs> like, it, 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 it's not that it sounds lame, just that he doesn't, because he, it's his, because he doesn't want, because his whole, the, the whole motto of the sports hit list is there's no ifs in sports, only facts. Yeah. And I, 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 I can respect that 100%. I do. It's yeah. just that for me personally, I, I am the biggest, like, fantasy booker when it comes to wrestling. I love thinking of storylines and what could have happened and what should happen. But yeah. So, anyway, guys, we thank you all for listening. We'll catch you all next week. That is when we will, when we will be reviewing... Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh yes, thank God, a great movie. <laughs> and then afterwards, we got the Goonies. After that, I, I, oh my, oh my God, we're gonna be fucking nutting all we got these like, fucking weeks. We got some good shit. Yeah. <laughs> so guys, all right. uh, we appreciate it all. We'll catch you all next week. Goodbye. Peace.